Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Well, it's Pastor Appreciation Month, the whole month of October, but, you know, I had specifically asked pastors if I could share this morning. I just said, you know, there's so many new people here that uh, we wanted to just share on, on ways that you can honor and relate to your pastor. Because, again, you just don't know what you don't know until you've been taught and trained. You know, and, and so if you've been here for, for a while, you know, you'll understand this. Some of it might be an uncovering and, and just getting back to to what you maybe need to do. You know, some of you do an awesome job at this. But again, wherever you're at, I hope today that you can learn something. I know I definitely learned some things putting this message together. But, uh, you know, I know when anybody comes into Christianity, there's three things that we can bring in. We can bring in religion, we can bring in uh, our tradition, and we can bring in culture. You know, and, and so you, you wonder, like, why is it that we do the things that we do here at Faith Family Church? You know, when you, when you have a Bible-based church where they go into the Word of God and, and figure out how it is that, that they're to live and, and operate based on the Word of God, and if you're used to maybe a denominational thing like I grew up in, this was all foreign to me. So again, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So at the end of today, I, I hope you know a little bit more about how to honor and uh, relate to your pastors. Amen? So this word honor, first of all, I think we need to start out with just defining what honor actually is. And, and the term is, it's, it's showing esteem for one deserving of respect, attention, or obedience. And that word esteem, it means to set a high value on, or a great regard, or a favorable opinion. So we can put those together and we could say this. We, we say we have a, we've, we've set a high value on, or a great regard, or a favorable opinion for one deserving respect, attention, or obedience. And again, there's a difference between esteeming somebody, we esteem our pastors, but we exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And there's a difference there. There's a difference between exaltation and esteeming. So just keep that in mind, you know, as, as we're talking this through. Some examples of, of honor. How do we honor our, God, our Father God? You know, in ways where we go into this book, the basic instructions before leaving earth. We, we get in this book and we find out what the Bible says, what our Creator says about how we're to live and operate, how we're to live amongst one another, how we're to treat other people, and all those various things. And, and when we operate the way God calls us to operate, that's pleasing to Him. Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So again, we have to know how to live and operate, you know, to, to honor God or our Heavenly Father. With our parents, you know, it's the same way. We want to we wanna be obedient to our parents. You know, my, my oldest son is, is now graduated high school and into college, but uh, he stayed in college around here, and so he still lives at home. And it's, it's been really cool to watch him and how he still honors and he respects Melissa and I, you know, he'll still ask us, hey, do you mind if I, I go over here or over there? And, and, you know, the world would say that he doesn't have to do that anymore. But he honors and he respects his parents, and, and we appreciate that. And because he honors and respects us, guess what? That, that comes back into his life as blessings as well. And it's the same way with your pastors. So pastors are going to be honored, and I'm going to teach you five things, five biblical ways on how to honor and relate to your pastor here today. But before we get into that, we need to ask the question, why is it that we need a pastor or, or why do you need to have a pastor in the first place? Simple answer is, is, is God made it that way. It was his design. And, and in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, God spoke through Jeremiah the prophet and he said, I will give you shepherds according to my heart. This is God talking. Who will feed you with knowledge 
and understanding. So again, this is God talking, saying, I will give you shepherds according to, to his heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So again, this is God's way of setting things up. And you know, even in the natural, when you love somebody, you give gifts to those people that you love. Amen? And Jesus paid a high price for the church. He loves the body of Christ. And because he loves us, he gave us a gift called our pastors. Amen? And it's, and it's, you know, the office of the pastor, and, and that's how he set it up. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Paul is talking to the elders in Ephesians. As he's, he's getting ready to leave these guys, he's, he's talking to them, and he says this. He says, take care and be on guard for yourselves and for the whole flock, that's the sheep or the congregation. So again, take care and be on guard for yourselves and for the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit, say God, the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers. Now, Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicki, they were, they were not hired to come to Faith Family Church, you know, for a job or, or a career. This was a calling. And there's a difference between a calling and a career. You know the story, you know, 40 years ago, Pastor Mike was, was sitting at Raymond Bible College and everybody else knew where it was that they were going to go and, and serve after they graduated, but he didn't know. They'd come up here a couple times, but they didn't think that they were going to come to Sioux Falls. And he was sitting in class and, and a supernatural can't explain it, but he experienced it. Uh, he said it was like a drop of hot oil hitting him on the head, and it came all the way down, and when it came down to his belly, he started laughing out loud for Sioux Falls. And that's how he knew that he knew that he knew that they were called to come here. You've got to have a calling, because, you know, if it, along the way, when it got tough, I'm sure he remember, remembered back many times, you know, that drop of hot oil that came upon his head, and, and that helped them to stay the course, because, again, there's a difference between a calling and a career. The word calling means to call out, to summon, or to call toward. Now, if you came from maybe a different background, where, where maybe there's a church board, where, you know, every three or four years, they kind of... They, they hire a new person in and then they kick that person out and bring another new person in and so forth. You wonder, like, like, who are the pastors? Who are they accountable to then if they don't have a board? Well, it's real simple. They're accountable to God, first of all. Amen? Amen. They're accountable, second of all, to, to the body of Christ. They're accountable to, to one another. You know, Pastor Vicki holds Pastor Mike accountable. Pastor Mike holds Pastor Vicki accountable. There is accountability there. Amen. And the biggest thing is just being accountable to God. The verse goes on to say, the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd or tend, which means to look after, to feed, to guide the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. There was a high price paid for all of us, amen? amen. Jesus Christ paid that price. And make no mistake, the church belongs to Jesus Christ. The church is designed by Jesus and the church is built by Jesus. You know, he said to Peter, upon this rock I've built my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And Jesus is the head of this church, but again, he's given us under shepherds in the form of Pastors Mike and, and Pastors Vicki Bang to shepherd the flock here at Faith Family Church. And if you've been around for any length of time, it's, it's time to understand that and know that and so forth. And I said in the first service, you know, there's nothing wrong. If you've got questions Boy, ask questions. They've figured out for me, I ask a lot of questions because I need to learn. I, I want to know stuff. I'm very curious. Again, I, I just want to learn, but I don't, I don't question them. There's a difference. You know, we, I don't, we don't question God and say, God, why did you allow this to happen or that to happen or whatever, but we can come to God and we can ask him a question and say, with the correct heart, that's the biggest difference between those two. Questioning versus asking a question. You know, hey, why do you do things this way? 
You know, how does this work? How does that work? Come and ask a question. Don't just leave because you don't understand something. We're happy to share with you why it is the way it is, and it's always based on the Word of God. We can typically take you to scriptures and, and show you why we do things the way that we do. Verse 29 of, of uh, Acts chapter 20, it says this. I, Paul says, I know that after I am gone, false teachers like ferocious wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Even from among your own selves, men will arise, speaking perverse and distorted things to draw away the disciples after themselves as their followers. You know, pastors' responsibilities are to preach, to teach, to equip us, which means to help us grow up spiritually. Their responsibilities are to lead and to protect the flock, again, from these false teachers. So simply it's lead, feed, and defend. Pastor Vicki, you know, alluded to in prayer this morning, she talked about, you know, people putting out lies. There's a, there's a word for that. It's called slander. You know, in the last days, Dr. Barclay said, the number one enemy of the church is slander. It's false accusation. So this is a word of caution to all of us, right? We, we, we hold the mirror up to our lives and we want to make sure that, you know, the father of lies, it's not just so much telling a lie, but it's believing a lie, that's just as dangerous as telling the lie. You know, I heard this about pastors. Oh, what, really? No, instead of doing that, saying, no, I don't believe it. I know their character. I know what they live up to and all that stuff. And that squashes that. You either put gasoline on that fire or you put water on that fire. Amen? So we need to squash that slander. Not that it's going on here, but again, because Dr. Barclay talked about it and it said it's the main thing we need to watch out for, we need to watch out for it. Amen? Does that make sense? So here we get into the five biblical ways to honor and relate to your pastor. The first way is to learn how to esteem your pastor with love and respect. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 through 13, it says this. It says, Now also we beseech you, brethren, get to know those who labor among you. Recognize, for what, recognize them for what they are. Acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all. All your leaders who are over you in the Lord and those who warn and kindly reprove, which means correct, and exhort you, which means uh, encourage, and hold them in very high and most affectionate esteem. There's that word esteem that we just talked about, amen? In appreciation of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. That's the main thing, is for us to just be at peace among ourselves. And I watched Pastor Mike, you know, we, we put together a video that we'll play at the very end here. And, and I, I just know, like, at the end of our lives, as, as I get older and mature, you know, we just, we just so appreciate relationships. And just watching him watch the video, it was just all the lives that have, have been through Faith Family Church over the years and the people that have stuck and stayed all those years. And, and it, it's just those relationships and the people that are in peace and harmony and unity with one another. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we are to esteem them, again, set a high value on, a great regard, a favorable opinion of our pastors because of the work that they do in our lives. Their main calling is to be given to the Word of God in prayer. That's the main thing. Now, they've got to deal with a lot of other dysfunctions that we have. I'm part of the body of Christ, amen? I'm part of the, the sheepfold or the flock. We've got dysfunctions, right? We, we all come in with, with our religion, tradition, and culture, all of our baggage, and then the Word of God has to clean us up, and there's a process of time there, and thank goodness that these two are patient, and they see where we're going, not where we're at, amen? 
and just the, the process of change. You know, Paul, uh, Paul Pearson on Wednesday night, if you were here at the end of service, he got up and, and shared his testimony and just the last three months or so, how his life has been so dramatically changed just in a, a few short months of, of coming here to Faith Family Church. You go, how is that possible? It's because of the Word of God that's been preached and, and continues to be preached here and taught, amen? Think about this, there has never been a church split where everyone esteemed their pastors in love. So if we're loving our pastors and esteeming them, we're all going to get along together in unity and we're going to all be, be heading down the path together. Again, that, that's where they can, they can spend time in prayer and spend time in the Word of God and, and be feeding us and we can be healthy and growing and not worrying about all the, the nonsense that's going on, on out there in the world. Amen? The first thing you have to do, though, to ner- learn how to, to love and respect and esteem your pastors is you've got to receive them as your pastors. And how do you do this? First thing is, is you tell the, the Lord in prayer. You just say, Lord, I receive Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicky again. If you've been coming here any length of time, it's time to get, get planted and, 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 and get rooted here. And, and you tell the Lord that, hey, you receive them as the gift that God has given to you. Don't, don't confuse the human beings with the office. Amen. They're walking in that office of pastors. Amen. And God has given you that, that gift in your life. The second thing is you let the pastors know. It might be a card, a note, or it might be just telling them, hey, I'm with you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm alongside you. We're going to fight this fight together, amen? I'm going to stay the course along with you, but I'll tell you this, you're going to be challenged for that. For the words that you say out your mouth, you're going to be challenged to see if you truly are meaning what it is that you say, amen? amen. And again, they're going to equip you to stay the course. Finally, tell others that you receive them, them as your pastors. You know, I remember back... Pastor Mike used to come and, and I'd train him at the gym years ago. And even before I owned the gym, you know, I just was so excited when he came and to be able to tell all the other people that, hey, this is my pastor, this is Pastor Mike. You know, I, I, I remember one time where, again, this was before I owned the gym, another trainer was kind of just sideways, it was before Christ, and, and then he was training a gal that was a, a, a dancer, I'll just leave it at that, and pa- Pastor Mike didn't know who they were, or their backgrounds and so forth, but I introduced him, you know, because he talks to everybody, so he started talking, I said, hey, this is my pastor, Pastor Mike, and what did he do? He started sharing the gospel with him, sharing his testimony with him, that's all he wants, is for people's lives to be changed, you know, based on the word of God, like, like their lives have been changed, but again, I was just so excited to be able to share and, and just tell people that, that he was my pastor, it was a big deal. And what's in a name? You know, it's, it's not calling them pastors because they're sitting there and they've got this ego trip and this pride and saying, hey, you've got to call me pastor. No, we call them pastor for us, not for them. There's a level of respect there. You know, you get all, all chummy chummy and buddy buddy and, and whatnot. And there, there's an old term that says familiarity breeds contempt. That word contempt means you think that they're beneath you, that somebody else is beneath you. Now, there's different offices. I was talking to Brother Greg uh, Cotman here the other day, and he goes, I know when, when pastors are operating in the office of a pastor versus when they're just our friends and we're going and, and doing whatever. But that takes spiritual maturity. Amen? And you've got to know the difference there. I always call him pastor. I always call him Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicky. Never any different. And I would, I would encourage you to do the same. The second thing is to submit And to obey their teachings. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17, it says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. We don't like that word a lot of times, but we'll talk about it. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. That's a a big deal. Let them do so with joy and not grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. They've got to give an account for your soul. Imagine that. I tell our boys that, that you know, God wants them to win in life. He wants them to be champions and, and overcomers. And the next people in, in their lives that want them to win are, are their parents, Melissa and I. 
And it's the same way with Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicki. They want you to win. They're not going to set a trap for you and say, oh, I can't believe you, you followed that. I was just kidding and, and lead you down the path of destruction. Absolutely not. The teaching they're going to teach you is to help you win and, and have victory and, and overcome because they've got to give an account. That word submit there, it simply means the action of accepting or yielding to the will or authority of another person. And again, it's an act of your will. It's an act of your heart. And it's, it's an awesome thing when you're willing to submit. It's like there's a rest that comes in there. Instead of having to fight and struggle and, you know, all this stuff, you just kind of rest in that and follow in that direction. And, and, and it's just a, it's a spiritual thing. It's, a, it's an awesome thing. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, as we're talking about submitting and obeying your pastors, it says, now these are gifts, the gifts that Christ gave to the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, which is the body of Christ. That's their responsibility. We talk about purpose here. The purpose of the pastors is to equip, again, the church to help us to grow up and to go out and do the work of the ministry. It's not their job to do all the work of the ministry. It's our responsibility to go out and do the work of the ministry. And I look at all these people here this morning, you think about, and again, I stand at the front of the line. What if we were all on a weekly basis going out and doing the work of the ministry? How quickly would we evangelize the city if we were praying for the lost, if we were laying hands on the sick, if we were casting out demons and, and just doing all the things that, that they've taught us to do and that this word teaches us to do, you know, how quickly we would evangelize the city, amen? But if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you'll abuse it. I shared in the, the first service that it would be like if, you know, I take that microphone and if on a Tuesday I'm over here working on something, I'm, I'm hammering in a, in a nail and, and using that microphone and Angie or, or Brady would come out and be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm just hammering in a, a nail. But see, if, if you don't know the purpose of something, that's to sing in, it's not to, to beat on something, you'll abuse it. And if you don't know the purpose of your pastor's, you'll abuse them. Amen? Verse 13 says, this will continue, what they're doing will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. That's the goal, to raise us up and become mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You know, again, pastor's responsibility is to help us to grow up spiritually by teaching us a very balanced gospel. You know, how to, how to live on earth as Christians, how to interact with one another, you know, love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's their, their responsibility to do that, and, and they're like a general practitioner. You know, they're not traveling around teaching people only about healing, or, or only about faith, or only about finances, or, or, or specific things. They've got to be that general practitioner. You know, they got people that come in that, that maybe have marriage problems or maybe they have addiction problems or, or, you know, financial issues or, you know, need career advice, all these different things. And, and that, that's just Monday morning, right? But they've got to be that general practitioner. They're not a brain surgeon, you know, thank goodness, right? But they're not like a, a specific function or, or a niche. They've got to be that general practitioner, which means it's a higher responsibility. They've got to know the whole counsel of God, and that's why they've got to be given to the word and to prayer, because they're not counselors. They'll sit down with you, though, and give you spiritual guidance. But this is the best place to get spiritual guidance right here, is showing up Wednesday and Sunday. And you show up week after week, month after month, and I'm telling you, just like Paul's testimony, after just a few short months, you won't even recognize your life or your marriage anymore. Can I get an amen? Amen. The third thing we need to do is we need to follow their examples. 
You know, in Hebrews chapter 13, 7, it says, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow their example of faith. You know, I, I, I think about just watching their lives. You know, I grew up, my, my dad passed away when I was 10, so I didn't learn how to, how to be a man, you know, except for watching other people. And I didn't learn how to be a, a husband and all that stuff, but I was able to watch Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicki, you know, how they parented their kids and, again, how they interacted with one another, how they parented us, Amen? And, and, it, and it just helped me to, to grow up and, and to be trained up, and I, I just followed their example. You know, just like I said with Pastor Mike coming to my gym, and the first thing that he did with other people was it was always about evangelizing people and, and always about trying to win the lost and, and sharing the gospel and sharing his testimony, and we continue to do that. We are to follow their example because they give a good example. Amen? And you can study their life. You don't have to go out to eat with them on a weekly basis. You can study their life from a distance how they praise God, watching Pastor Vicki, how she's down in prayer and, and how she operates and flow with the Spirit. And over time, you'll just start to pick that up, amen? And, and you'll start to imi- imitate in a good way or, or, or mimic that because, again, they've, they've got 40-plus years of experience, which is amazing, amen? Philippians 4.9 says this, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. This is Paul saying this. He says, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. If you follow your pastor's teaching and and leading and guiding, you're going to grow up spiritually that much faster. I always talk about Travis's story, just how, how quickly you know he grew up spiritually. It was amazing. Like in a in a in a year's time frame, I mean just it was like year, you know, multiple years. Usually, usually it's this kind of crockpot mentality rather than a microwave mentality, but again, it's up to you. It's up to you for how hungry you are, how hungry you come when you come to church, amen? You know, if we've been feeding on, on junk food all day or all week, you know, like mom always says, don't eat junk food before, don't eat anything before dinner because you end up spoiling your meal, right? It's kind of like when you come to church. You know, be careful what you're putting in because when you come to church, you need to be hungry and, and, and then you can receive the word of God, amen? I can't tell you how many times that I've, I've needed breakthrough, or I've needed clarity, or I've just needed peace in my life, things that we've been going through. And again, I, I know, you know, I've been just like you guys, where I'm standing in praise and worship, and, and I've just got tears flowing, whether it's, it's just a cleansing going on, or just something going on in my life that, that I'm, I'm looking for breakthrough. But man, when I just sit there in this service, underneath the anointing, and I hear my shepherd's voice, it just brings clarity. All this chaos and confusion that's going on in, in, in 2021 with the news, and what's going to happen with this, and what's going to happen with that, and it's like you hear your shepherd's voice, and man, it gets you just right back on path. It's a, it's a supernatural thing, and if you haven't experienced it, I can't explain it to you, but I promise you, if you get planted and you receive them as your pastors, it can happen for you as well. Amen? Remember, I'm esteeming them, not exalting them. There's a difference there. Amen? So keep it healthy. The fourth thing, as we're drawn near an end here, it says, it says to, to pray for and encourage your pastor. That's a way to honor them and, and, and to show them respect. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 it says, as for other matters, brothers and sisters, Paul says this, pray for us, that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored. The Bible tells us what to do. Pray for them that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it is with you. Just as your life was changed here at Faith Family Church five years, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years ago, pray for them that that same message is going forth for when the new person comes in, like Paul, that your life can be changed or their lives can be changed as well. Verse two says, and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people for not everyone has faith. 
You know, imagine being a pastor, you know, having to come up here and, and now we're on video and, and, and it can get concerning, like, like the, the words that you speak. You've, you know, he's got he's to preach this book. He's got to preach this Bible. You know, in Canada, there's certain things that, that you can't say at, at this point. There's, there's wicked and ungodly people out there that'll, that'll take words and twist and distort them, you know, and use them against them. But we've got to pray for them that they've got the courage to, to stand fast in the end and that their faith would fail not and they continue to move forward and press forward and, and lead this charge. Because again, they're taking ground every day. When a soul is wind out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, that, that goes against the enemy's account and goes towards our account, amen, which is a good thing, but he's not going to sit there and just let us do whatever it is that, that we want to do. There's going to be a fight, but it's up to us to pray and, and come together in unity for our pastors. James chapter 3, verse 1, it says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. And that's some heavy stuff. You know, again, being very balanced with this because, again, they're going to receive a stricter judgment on what they teach, and they, their heart isn't to lead anybody off course. I said before, like, you know, as Pastor was sharing on the tithes and offerings, you know, people get this distorted thing of, of money and, and, and whatnot. And it's like, this church would not be standing 40 years later if things were mismanaged in any single way, whether it's finances or whatever. Just common sense tells you that. God is not going to allow that. They're accountable to God. I've heard Pastor Vicki say many times, she said, hey, we're replaceable, meaning her and Pastor Mike. She knows, hey, if we get off course and get all wonky and, and do weird stuff, God can move them just out of the way just like he can move any of us. God is God. Amen? I read this, and it's, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's like the truth of what we do a lot of times. You know, pastors are expected to be super Christians, powerful leaders, steadfast theologians, financial wizards, and fundraisers, meet every need of every person in the church, work tirelessly, and maintain the perfect home life. The pastors have to have the wisdom of Solomon, preach like the Apostle Paul, have the faith of Peter, lead like a CEO, be a counselor, psychologist, have the mercy of Mother Teresa, all while walking in humility. It's a lot of pressure being a pastor. There's a lot that goes on, you know, behind the scenes that, that uh, you don't see. And I, I've just been privy to, to witness that over the last few months, and, and it's just interesting. There's just a lot I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I, I put in here, Satan knows if he can destroy the pastor or the shepherd, he can scatter the flock. Because the anointing always flows from the head, and never forget that. And you can tell what, what, if somebody's trying to, I don't know what it is about us as, as men and women, we're, we're always trying to bring somebody to ourselves. And no, their, their responsibility is to grow you up spiritually, to point you to Christ. Not, they're not trying to just bring people to themselves, but again, you just watch people. If they're trying to divvy people off and, and now they're kind of becoming your pastor and, and just the word choices that you, I, I know pastor says that, but, you know, just run the other way. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're seasoned in the word of God. Amen? And pastors are human. You know, when, when somebody leaves the church and they just vanish. And I remember Trav, again, when, when he first started coming here, just as his heart was so pure, he was just so excited. You know, he'd been delivered out of, out of addiction. He was just hungry for, for the word of God. And I remember there was a, a young couple that, that we got to know and all of a sudden they quit showing up and, and he was like, hey, where'd, where'd like so-and-so go? And I just honestly didn't have the heart to tell him because in his mind, he literally could not wrap around his thinking how anybody would ever leave here. How he came here and they prayed for him. He came in one way and left another and he's like, I'm not going anywhere ever. Amen? And he couldn't figure out why other people didn't think the same way. But the enemy's slick 
Amen? But when that person leaves, it's like a, a child leaving. It's like a divorce every time. Amen? When, when you know, a pastor has to bury somebody in the, in, the, in the congregation when somebody passes away, you think about it, we're, we're maybe grieving for lo- losing a loved one, but they're grieving as well, but he has to get up here and he has to share the message for, for the funeral. That's, that's some difficult stuff. You know, people that have maybe said things sideways right before the pastor's getting up here to preach. You know, and then he's got to come up here and he's got to deliver the word. Amen? It ought not to be that way. And I don't believe it's that way here because, again, we, we know how to walk together in unity. We know how to mature and grow up. Amen? Amen. I've said this before, but it's like this. If, if you've got, like, maybe a, something you disagree with, write him an email, but then sit on that for about two or three days. And then go back and reread the email and if you want to send it at that point, you know, go ahead and send it. But I'm telling you, we do so much stuff out of emotion. Just relax a little bit. We've got to be mature. We've got to be mature believers. Amen? What pastor needs most from us is our faith, our faithfulness, our spiritual growth. Again, they get excited when they hear the testimonies of people growing up because of the vision that they started here 40 years ago. Spiritual hunger and support. You know, I, I do think about that like, like 40 years ago. Like, starting here, that wasn't all this that you look at. You know, you come in now and, and you, you see the fruit of years and years and years of sowing and reaping and fighting and battling, and you see the fruit of that. And so you just kind of assume that it's always been that way. But it hasn't. You know, there's a, a term that says, don't drown the one that taught you how to swim. You know, and so many times, that's, that's another way the enemy can come in. You, you know, you're, you're being trained up spiritually and... And then, you know, all of a sudden you think you, you know more or you know better than the pastors. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been humbled so many times where I'm thinking, like, I know the reason why something, and I'll just ask, you know, again, out of the right heart, hey, why are we doing this, or, or why that, or what's the word say about this? And it's just amazing at the depth and all the experiences that they've had over time. And I'm just so thankful that I've been privy to learn more about that. But again, they've got life experience on top of the Word of God. Amen? And the final point here, again, point number one was learn how to esteem your pastor with love and respect. Submit to and obey your pastor's teachings. Number three is follow his example. Pray for and encourage your pastors. And then the fifth one, and, and I, I hope that you came prepared here this morning, but it's, it's giving to the support of our pastors. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, it says this, the one who is taught, who is taught in the Word of God, that's us, is to share all good things with his teacher, that's them, contributing to their spiritual and material support. That's the Bible. The Bible says that. It's not me coming up with something or them telling, hey, say that. No, it's the word of God that says this. 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18 says, let the elders who rule be well counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, the Bible says, you shall not muzzle an ox, while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So ushers, you can come forth as we, we get ready to, to receive a, a special offering, just an honorarium for pastors here this morning. And again, Pastor Appreciation Month is, is the month of October, but it should always be Pastor Appreciation Time, you know, and, and just be thinking of them, holidays, Christmas, all that stuff. You know, they're believing God just like we are. Amen? So just remember that. Again, pray for your pastor, grow up spiritually, be faithful, and so in their lives. The simple thing of this, to wrap this all up, be a blessing to them, not a burden. Be a blessing, not a burden. Thank you for listening to today's message. 
We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.